Welcome. You're listening to the Think Like an Entrepreneur podcast because it turns out there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur. There are only business owners still operating from an employee mindset. I'm your host, business coach Katherine Morrison. Now let's dig in. Hey there, you guys. How's it going? So funny. I thought I recorded this this morning and then I completed and looked at the audio recording and I had not hit record. So second time's a charm. Let's go. Oh my gosh, you guys. My friend just this past week hit a million dollars in her business in a 12-month period. And of course, I'm over the moon for her. But there was this also like weird calm about it for me. Like, of course. She's my third friend in the last three months who has hit seven figures in her business. And it's so fun how normal just having a million dollar business is starting to feel for my brain. And I remember the first time I uttered it out loud, I think it was in a Facebook Live video probably about 18 months ago, which is going to be super fun to pull the footage of when I hit my million dollars next year to see the trajectory of my timeline. But I allowed myself to say it out loud and that I wanted it, that I was committed to growing into the person. Actually, I don't even think I was committed at that point. At that point, I had only allowed myself to want it, right? To own the desire of growing into the entrepreneur that could have that kind of impact in the world. And totally, I felt a little bit, my, I was like, this is a little bit ridiculous. This is silly. There was a part of my brain that was like a million dollar business is about as likely as riding a unicorn through the sky while it rains cupcakes. And now I live in a world where it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And this is like something I want to share with you guys because I've said before, like when I left my nine to five job, I seriously was just like, I hope I can figure out a way to just get to six figures again. And it's so easy for the mind to focus on like, oh, I don't know about what I'm going to do for health insurance rather than focusing on, holy shit, I'm going to build a million dollar business. So I wanted to cover a concept today that is totally not sexy at all, but it is literally the path to first you creating, like first we're going to jump into consistent $10,000 months. And then from there, million dollars is just a hop, skip and a jump away. It's literally the path to becoming the entrepreneur who sets insane goals and hits them, who shamelessly owns the bigness of the mission they have for the world and fucking gets to work on creating it. This part, it's the work of creating your own compound interest. So first, let's look at what your understanding of compound is from the nine to five, right? When you look at, when you were in the nine to five and you were putting money in your 401k, the reason why you were advised by financial planners who would scream from rooftops to start young, put it in your 401k when you're young, is because of the magic of compound interest. And the reason why it's so important to start early is because the earlier you start and the more consistent you are with like contributing into your 401k, it's the thing that three or four decades from now is going to be the difference between like millions and millions of dollars in there versus like, oh, I'm just remembering to get started when I'm 55. Okay. So when you're in your 20s, you've just gotten out of college and you're starting in your job and, and you're putting money away in your 401k, 
your brain is a little bit like, I don't know, I would kind of rather go to happy hour right now and I'm not really seeing the returns. But you're like, oh, wait, but I understand that the reason I'm doing this is for my future. I understand that the reason why I'm giving up this like immediate gratification that my brain sort of wants this little dopamine hit right now is I'm doing this other thing for the future because I trust that even though my returns right now in the first couple of years of putting money into my 401k, I know that over time, what the compound effect of me putting a little bit away every couple of weeks from each paycheck is, the co- compound effect of that over time is going to snowball into a graph that if you look up compound interest, you're going to see how fun the graph gets when you're consistently doing it over time, right? And so this concept of compound interest, how you've been taught to invest in your future as an employee, it's the exact same thing and we're just bringing it it today into your business, right? And the difference is how you create the compound interest. Because when you're an employee, here's the thing. For most of you guys, this was just like a checkbox that you did with the HR department when you just, you know, put it on your paycheck preferences, like check, I would like to send a little bit of money every every couple of weeks away into this thing, you know, to put away for my future. And out goes the money from every single paycheck and you never have to like look at or think about it if you don't want to, if you're not rebalancing your index funds, right? And all it took was that first decision when you first got your job to say, yes, I would like every couple of weeks for this amount to come out. And then the rest of the process is automated. Set it and forget it. It is passive. That money is then passively compounding for you. That is how wealth is built for employees in their 401k. But then coming into entrepreneurship, wealth creation in the beginning is not a passive process at all. (laughs) And this is where remembering the art of creating your own compound interest through learning how to create demand is so important. Because what I see so many new entrepreneurs do is like they come into it, they're like, ah, freedom lifestyle. They want to like release a, I don't know, like a course or I don't like marketers have like DIY templates or, you know, copywriters have copywriting prompts or coaches will put out courses, whatever the thing is, right? Like they try to go into having these passive products when they literally don't even have any demand to release them to. They haven't become a person in the world. They haven't shown up in the world and created an audience that like deeply desires even what they're putting out. So it's like backwards. People want passive income, but they, they oftentimes don't realize what it actually takes to become the person to create something that online can easily create tons of passive income for you. So that's what we're going to cover today. And for those of you that aren't following me on Instagram yet, go over there today to see my post. I'm sharing a graph that I literally just pulled from my PayPal account. So if you're ever wondering what's happening in Catherine's money, you could just go look at it today. Um, it's at Catherine Morrison Coaching on Instagram. And you can see what this looks like in entrepreneurship. It looks a lot like what compound interest in your 401k looks like, except you don't have to wait decades, right? In entrepreneurship, we're not, we don't need that like, you know, trading dollars per hour, trading salary per year. We're not existing in that construct. We don't need to wait Time has nothing to do with our ability to create money, right? And so you can compress your timeline. So you will see in my graph when I was at $0, and then you will see on that same timeline 
within a two-year period, you will see my $100,000 month from just a few months ago. And you'll see, I think, the, I don't know, the first little bar is like $20,000. So you'll see, like I got to ten dollars or $20,000 months pretty fast, but then you'll start to see the magic of the compounding effect as you're looking at the graph of what was happening in my business. I think then I hit like a sixty or $70,000 month, an eighty or $90,000 month, and then that $100,000 month. And so the super fun part is that's just my second year of business. <laughs> right? Not even my second full year of business. And so this is the magic of learning how to create demand and the compound effect that then becomes available to you. So how do you do that as an entrepreneur? In the beginning, before we get to that super sexy part of the graph where it's just raining piles of cash, in the beginning, when it was much lower in my business, depending on where you're at, right? It's the little decisions you make daily to show up for yourself and your vision. It's the big decisions to decide where you're going to invest your time and resources to maximize your returns. For me, investing, like I I had never invested in any sort of coach before. And the first investment I ever made was just like, man, I, I thought I understood business from doing biz dev for 10 years. It's obviously something in my brain. I invested $10,000 to work with my coach. Have not looked back. It's the best investment I ever made. And it's in these little moments, the little decisions, right? Not even talking investment decisions, the little decisions, the kind of thing that your brain thinks is inconsequential. Like if you had promised yourself, you would show up on stories every day, but then your brain tries to start negotiating with you on skipping when it tells you that nobody will even notice, that it's no big deal. And that, you know, one day can just then turn into two and then two days turns into four. And then before you know it, you haven't shown up in a couple of weeks. And this is so important, especially as you're scaling into your consistent $10,000 months because that's going to be your heaviest lift. The first money you make as an entrepreneur really is the hardest. Seriously, guys, that graph that you're going to see, I created my first client exactly two years ago this month. So 24 months ago, I created my my first client for $150. Since that time, I've had my first $100,000 month. And do you know which one was harder for me? The $150 client. And do you know why? (laughs) It's because my $100,000 month was created from all the compound interest I had created in my business over time. I was just cashing it in. I I had put so much value out into the world now. My body of work You could find me, like, I don't even know. Some people are going to listen to this six months from now, and they're going to be able to, like, listen to a bunch of my podcasts and know immediately I'm the person for them because I have shown up consistently for years creating an entire body of work. But in the beginning, (laughs) there was nothing to compound. I had never created value before as an entrepreneur. And so without value to offer, I certainly wasn't creating demand for my services. So before that $150 even came into my bank account, I had to show up consistently. And in the very beginning, I hadn't hired a coach. So let's be real. When I made that $150 and I undercharged, I had a package I was planning and then the client pushed back for like a second. I was like, okay, $150, right? I was not working with a coach yet. 
I hadn't mastered managing my own brain and my own thoughts. And so I was showing up inconsistently. And then sometimes the pressure I was then putting on myself to show up, right? I wasn't showing up because I felt bad and I wasn't managing my brain. And then I was shitting on myself for not showing up. And it created this whole storm of then when I would show up, it would just be from a place of obligation, which kept my marketing from being super authentic and in service to my audience. It was much more about me and just trying (laughs) to do something so that I would stop being mean to myself. So the value I was creating was minimal. And my inconsistency was not allowing anything there to even compound into the marketplace. And so if you're in the beginning of your business, hopefully your brain is a little bit more mature (laughs) than mine was. But I want you to think about each time you show up and market yourself the same way you thought about sending a bit of your paycheck every cycle into your retirement. But it's not like when you're an employee and you only made one decision to do it. Your decision to show up in your business in the beginning is literally a daily decision, sometimes multiple decisions throughout the day. And so just think about the way this goes back to like your internal manager. I think it's like episode three, you guys. But how are you managing yourself? Because when you're coming into entrepreneurship, if you're sitting around telling yourself that nobody cares, nobody's listening, and what you said was stupid, I want you to imagine if your manager from your nine to five was speaking to you that way and if you would stay at that company. This is like, you got to get real aware, real fast of the stuff that's clanging around in your head every day because it is that job of that internal manager. They're either going to motivate you and have you signing lots of clients and making lots of money, or it's going to have you shut down or feeling sad or angry or whatever the thing is, right? This is the place where you come face to face really with do you have the skill of having your own back? For a lot of people, they've never been taught that skill. And so the internal manager they have is pretty shitty. (laughs) And if that internal manager was actually in any corporate environment, they would be fired immediately. And so it's so important to retrain that internal manager, that voice, the way that you're speaking and managing and motivating yourself day to day. Because in the beginning, here's the deal. You don't have tons of people dropping off into your DMs and sales calls being booked like hotcakes. Or at least that was certainly not my experience in the very beginning. And so it takes you recommitting to your vision, to your future that you are creating and showing up even when it feels like all there are are tumbleweeds. It's those little moments that nobody will ever know about. If you decided to not honor the commitment you made one day or two days or three days, but here's the deal, you will know. And when you get to the place where you care about what you know, what only you know about yourself and what you're doing in the quiet moments, the truths about you that nobody else will ever see but you, right? Like social media is not going to know if you promised yourself that you were going to show up today and you didn't, but you're going to know. And when you get to the place when you value your experience with yourself in those moments, and honoring your word and being a person that shows up for yourself, when you get to that space, more than you value having to show up and then hopefully get enough likes or external accolades or something, right, that your brain needs to feel validated, a funny thing happens. When you decide to value those little tiny moments when six times a day you have the decision to either take your future seriously or not, and you do for you and yourself, When you make the decision to get over your fear brain in order to actually go out there and help people in the way that you feel called to do, that's when the art of creating your own compound interest, 
really starts to come into play. Because every day you show up and put value into the world through effective marketing and selling, right? And then following up with a compelling offer, inviting people to come work with you, those seemingly little things start to add up. All of a sudden, the people who are following you have a relationship with you. They learn about who you are and your expertise. They learn about why working with you is the best thing they could possibly do. And they start thinking about it. And their mind has a few hesitations, but because you have learned how to effectively create demand and market and sell, you understand that. You understand what's happening in your client's mind. And so you're able, and you've made a commitment to yourself to continue to show up and serve them. And so they're still following you. They've got a few hesitations, but every time they're showing up, you're addressing one of those. You're helping them understand how you can help them. And over time, those hesitations dissipate and then they drop in and hire you. And then they tell their friends about you. And because you're such a badass, you're working with them, you're helping them. They're super happy with the experience. And then they go off and tell 10 of their friends. And then you're still showing up in your marketing. And you're showing up all the time. You're giving value. And that's starting to compound because those 10 people that that first person just referred, they're now coming into your orbit with a positive bias towards you. And so then they drop in, they're able to see everything that you've created so far, and they drop in and hire you even faster than their friend did. And then, because now you've got all of these people who are lining up to work with you, you start getting asked to like go on podcasts and you, you get speaking engagements. You're invited to go speak places, right? Or maybe you're pitching yourself. You just recognize like, shit, I've got something really amazing to share with the world and I'm going to go take responsibility for getting myself onto these other platforms. And then that throws you out into other people's networks. And then by the time those people come into your orbit because you show up with power in those spaces and they're like, oh my gosh, who's this person? I got to know what they're doing. And then they come and they follow you. And you've been showing up and you've been giving value. They can drop in and get served from you right away. And they have the ability to know you and your craft and your work so quickly to know if you're the perfect person for them so quickly because you did that for yourself. Because you made those six different decisions every day in a row for weeks and weeks and then months. And you created an entire body of work for yourself. So instead of hiring a million employees and trying to like subcontract out your marketing, you just got your brain to a state where it was able to understand how to effectively create demand. So your profit margins are very high. And then you've gone out and you've done your marketing. You've duplicated yourself on the internet. You've put out value into the world that's helping people. And then those little digital versions of you and all your podcast interviews and all of your posts and all of your digital downloads or whatever you have available for people, right? You have duplicated yourself all over the internet. And those versions of you are working tirelessly for you day and night, giving value to anyone that happens upon them. And then before you know it, those deposits you made start to snowball and compound. People reach out more frequently. You get referred by people you don't even know. You begin to have more people asking to work with you then you have time for. This is always the problem we want to be solving for, my friends, when the demand for you exceeds your supply of yourself. We can always create more money. Money is very easy to create. Time. I know how to compress time, but I don't know if I've quite 
completely unbound myself from from the construct of time being a finite thing for me. I do think I'm probably, I don't know, maybe I'll die at 100, 110. Maybe I need some coaching on this. You guys let me know. And so you want to think about how can you effectively be using your time to compress your ability to put in those deposits of value, to be creating more interest in what it is that you have to offer. But doing that doesn't get created through a big lucky break. That kind of success gets created through a million tiny decisions that you made each and every day along your journey. And through those countless decisions, you actually become a different person, a person who shows up consistently, a person who commands a room. And this doesn't mean when I say command, I'm not talking about like a military general, right? I'm talking about you could literally say nothing and you could still command the room. A person who magnetizes the marketplace to them. Right, guys? Like you don't need, there's no need for market research when you understand how to move the marketplace. And when I think about this concept, I think about this moment in the movie 20 Feet from Stardom. I think that's what it's called. It's a documentary about backup singers. And I thought it was really good. I would recommend it. It chronicles the journey of many different backup singers, many who deep down want the stage for themselves. And many of them, deep down, they want to be the lead singer, but they're scared to go for it. And so it reminded me so much of everything that I teach here, like struggling between this idea of like being an employee who sort of like sits in the background and is there to perform on cue and help sort of pull the train on someone else's vision, right? If you think about a backup singer, they're so powerful, the singing is so beautiful, but it is, it is to assist the lead, right? It's what the lead wants and what they want to create for the experience that they're creating. And then there's some people who are like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in the background and perform on cue. I want to do what I want and I'm going to go for it. And it's so interesting because if you guys watch it, you'll see the difference in the mindset between the people who make it and the people who fail. And there's some people and they, I think there's one woman in particular and she quote unquote fails. She gives up and then I think she gives up and she leaves singing and then she goes and she becomes a house cleaner. She totally leaves singing altogether. She's just like, it's too painful. She just leaves it. And there's one day where she's like scrubbing a woman's bathtub and then she hears one of her songs come on the radio. And it was a song, you know, where she was performing as a backup singer. It was this huge hit and she's sitting there scrubbing a bathtub and she's like, what am I doing? And she decides, like, why did I give up on myself? I really want the lead stage. I'm not going to do it. And she goes back and she actually creates something for herself that's, like, pretty astonishing. And so it's this difference between the employee and the entrepreneur mindset you hear me talking about on here all of the time. And there's this part of the movie where Sting, you guys know Sting, he's interviewed in the movie, and he's talking about the transformation that someone has to go through to go from being a backup singer that just kind of sings on cue to what the lead singer wants them to do, to being a lead singer who owns and commands the presence of the stage for themselves. And he describes it as a spiritual journey. And he talks about how in order to become the person who can command the lead stage, you have to have resilience and a presence that is larger than life. And he discusses the importance of the journey of the quote unquote failures to getting onto the main stage, because it's that journey that the backup singer has to go through 
to become the person who can command the stage as the lead singer that allows them once they get into the position to be able to maintain their position there. It transforms them into the person that can be a solo artist. And he, it's interesting, he talks about how there's countless examples actually of singers winning something like American Idol who suddenly come into this windfall and the spotlight. They're, they have the talent, right? Their voice is beautiful, but then they crumble. And it's because it wasn't just about the singing. They had to become the person who could live on the stage as the lead. And so I think it's just so interesting to think about like the resilience, the presence, the grit that that person had to develop. And then, you know, they're able to win these big things and then it totally crumble underneath it. And the parallel of entrepreneurship. Because when people try to take shortcuts, it's like when you come into owning a business and your brain is like, maybe we could just like take this. Maybe this is a good idea for now. And try to get around something instead of actually doing the internal work to become an entrepreneur, to really think like an entrepreneur, they'll crumble. Like think about the person who tries to outsource their marketing because they say that, like they tell themselves, I don't know what to say and I don't know why anybody would want to hire me right? They want a business, but that's what their brain is telling them, right? And so that means that they're a business owner who's sitting around telling themselves they can't clearly articulate why people should work with them. And so sure, the the marketing comes off their plate, but they keep that brain with those thoughts. <laughs> and so the thought that they don't know why people should come work with them, how do you think that belief is then showing up in their sales calls, right? They outsource the marketing, but then the sales part comes in and then they still have that thought. I don't know why people would work with me. How's that going to pan out? Or when they're discussing their business with friends or family members over a holiday dinner. If you think about like the way that a person shows up that totally owns their value, they could have one conversation over a holiday dinner that creates five different people then going out and referring business to them because they were so powerfully and confidently able to articulate it versus someone who has captured the belief I don't know why people would want to work with me. I don't know what to say, whatever, right? Like the way that that person then shows up in that same holiday conversation. This is why changing and looking at your, having awareness of exactly what's going on in your mind is always driving whatever the results are that are in your business. Or like, let's think about the person who's like, well, I don't like, I, what do you mean? I just don't know. I don't know what to do next. And so the answer clearly is to buy a bunch of courses with how-tos and step-by-steps because they've kept that good student turned good employee mindset of like, there's one right answer and it's outside of me and I have to follow what somebody else tells me. So they've just, they left their manager behind and now they're following Amy Porterfield or whatever, right? Instead of learning to think like an entrepreneur, to be an entrepreneur. And so then their success will always hinge on whether or not there's a course that can tell them the answer. I seriously want you to imagine if you had a room full of million dollar earners, entrepreneurs who created million dollar businesses, and you asked them how they achieved their success. How many of them do you think would answer by following someone else's blueprint or how-to formula? My guess would be precisely zero of them. (laughs) Promise. And so when you remove all the shortcuts, your brain might think sound super great, 
but then think about them critically. Like literally just ask yourself, is this sustainable to continue this strategy? They feel good in the moment because they remove the immediate sense of confusion and doubt, but it doesn't dissolve the confusion and doubt. So it just puts a temporary band-aid over top of it. And so what you're then left with is facing yourself in those dozen different moments during the day and the decisions you decide to make. Like, are you going to get up early like you said you would to work on your content for the week? Are you going to stay as devoted to your goal on the 27th of the month when you are at $0 as you were on the first of the month? Are you going to keep showing up when it's only seven people watching? Are you going to go to the virtual networking event you signed up for, but now you're telling yourself you're too tired and that there's always more so you can just go to a different one? It's like these little subtle things, right? Your brain thinks it's not a big deal. It's like, no, 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 there's just another one. They do one every week. But to just think about what is that pattern creating if you're doing, like saying you're going to do something and then not doing it again and again. Or, I mean, one of my favorites when I first started, like blaming your kids. Are you going to blame your kids for the reason why you weren't able to do the thing you said you were going to do for the eighth week in a row? I can, I can say this because it was me, right? What you are compounding in your life matters. Are you compounding excuses or are you compounding progress? And the compounding of your daily decisions stack up positively or negatively. Many of my clients, when they first come to me, are giving up on their income goals a couple weeks into the month, which means 50% of the month they're like, mm, no, maybe it's possible. I'm not really sure. I feel kind of defeated and anxious month after month. And do you know what the compound effect of that is? 50% month after month leads to that being the way that they're showing up. If it were to continue on that trajectory, 50% of the entire year would be wasted. And not just from a business revenue perspective, from an enjoying their life perspective, from living and breathing the freedom and joy that they came into entrepreneurship for. And so while I know we all love the sexy stories of the big giant breakthroughs, the much more prevalent truth is that transformation, becoming an entirely different person, happens over a period of a thousand different decisions a thousand different micro moments where you decide, are you going to show up for yourself or are you not? I was recently asked by my coach to be interviewed at like being featured as one of her most successful clients, which is so fun. And I met with her videographer for two different interviews. And it was so funny. He remarked on how powerful I was as a speaker, how concise and articulate I was, how I had a very compelling way of using analogy and story. And yes, I am a powerful speaker because I have spent almost the past two years showing up on Instagram stories every single day to help my people. I showed up every day when there were 17 people watching. I served the hell out of those 17 people. And I was long-winded and nervous and my messaging was kind of messy and all over the place, but I served them. (laughs) And every single week, I evaluated what was going on. 
I challenged myself to say it more simply, more concisely. I challenged myself to say the same thing in a thousand different ways until it landed in just the right way that really helped convey the message that I was trying to teach so that people could get results. I became more articulate and precise. And then there were a hundred people watching. And then I kept showing up. I kept challenging myself to be more masterful, more precise, to serve my audience at a higher level, to continue thinking at a higher level and with more depth and clarity. And then hundreds of people were watching. And guess what, you guys? I have not arrived. There is no arrival. And so just watch for when your brain thinks like, it'll be better when I get to this place. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. There is no arrival. (laughs) The way that you move towards your goal is the way that you will be at your goal. And the definition of potential is literally having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. You are never going to get there, wherever there is, if the there is reaching your potential. And what I know for sure though, is that stretching into your potential of growing bigger both in terms of your impact in the world, which then correlates with the amount in your bank account, it's the result of taking responsibility for creating your own compound interest through demand creation. And as you continue on this journey, as you continue to show up and do the work is when you really start to see the results compound. The same way your 401k after decades of contribution starts to look super fun in the returns that snowball, your returns will compound. Like Whitney, you guys, from last week, my client from last week, she made more in January of this year than she made all of last year. And update, in the first week of February, she was already at $15,000 for the month in a single week. But in order to get to the point in your business where the compounding returns are making you dizzying amounts of cash, you first have to put those early deposits in of consistently showing up, even when it's not raining bricks of cash from the sky at you. So you better decide how you're going to manage yourself and motivate yourself in those moments. And if you've been following me for a while, I'm going to bring back a throwback analogy. If you guys listen to my episode on the dream economy and the great divide, if you haven't, you should go back and listen to it. It's a good one. I talked about this, like what is the difference as someone goes from being an employee then into entrepreneurship, this transformation that someone has to go through. I think of like employees are like caterpillars, entrepreneurs are butterflies. But here's the deal. When a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, just gets on into the cocoon. It's like, all right, I'm going to open up when I'm ready to fly away. But the transformation from employee to entrepreneur is not a cozy, warm cocoon where you just go to sleep and you wake up and you're someone else, okay? The transformation isn't a passive process. It's an active process. So it's like, imagine if the caterpillar had to be like dissolving into goo and continue like pressing a button. Like, yes, I'm still choosing this. Yep, I'm still going to show up today in market. Yep, I'm still going to do these things as it's like completely dissolving. Because that's what happens. Caterpillar turns into goo and then it reconstitutes, becomes a butterfly. And so day after day, week after week, continuing to show up, As you're challenging and dissolving almost everything you've been taught about money and time and what it takes to be successful, all of it, because it's an active transformation, a lot of people don't become the butterfly. 
they go into the cocoon and then they're like, I don't know if I want this. <laughs> they get out with like one wing kind of half grown. I don't know, a little bit like of the goo just still dissolved around their feet. And when I say there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur, this is what I'm talking about. Like that person didn't become an entrepreneur. They got out of the cocoon too early. An entrepreneur that doesn't know how to create money makes about as much sense as a chef that doesn't know how to cook. And what happens is that people don't understand that the art of this is creating compound interest for themselves. So they are like, are they like actively in the process of becoming the person? And then they're like, I don't know, something's going wrong. Let me get out of the cocoon. And this would be like the analogy <laughs> to bring it back from my weird analogy. If we were to bring it into something that maybe you could relate your brain to a little bit more. Although I don't know, I think this is a cocoon analogy is pretty good. You let me know. But if the like an employee in their 20s, if they're putting money into their 401k and they're looking at the returns and then they, they're like, I don't know. If they didn't trust that that was going to compound over time in your 20s, if you just look at your returns and you're like, I don't know, I don't have that much money to go around. I think I would much rather like have it in my wallet right now, right? If they pulled all their money out and they stopped putting money into their 401k, that costs them millions of dollars in their future net worth. The same thing is happening here, Right. So, or I mean, I think another good example is when you see people at the stock market, when there's like something dips temporarily and then they pull all their money out and they lose all of the momentum that they've gained. You see this happen with people while they're going through the transformation. They're like, they tell themselves it's not working while they're going through the process of becoming the butterfly and they get out of the cocoon. It's like, no, 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 it's working. Just get back into the cocoon. But when people don't understand the process of creating their own compound interest, that it is that same process in the beginning, you don't see it. The same way in your 401k, it did not look super sexy to just keep putting money in every two weeks, but you know over time what it's going to result in. It's the same thing with you showing up all the time in your business. If you're not trusting that that's your trajectory, yeah, why would you continue showing up? That'd be super weird, right? and then ejecting themselves from the transformation. So then rather than become a butterfly, they wander around sort of half caterpillar, half butterfly, I don't know, just a broken down pile of goo waiting to be reconstituted. There's nothing wrong with those people. It's not like they weren't cut out for entrepreneurship. They just left the transformation. And I see this entire group of people trying to make money on the internet who left the transformation like they don't even realize that they just came out of the cocoon. And then they end up the way that they think that they create money is like the infinite monkey theorem. Do you guys know the infinite monkey theorem? The premise is that a monkey hitting keys on a keyboard for an infinite amount of time will surely type any given text, given enough time. Like for instance, the work of Shakespeare, right? If you just put a monkey and he just slams his hands on the keys, Shakespeare is going to come out at some point. And this is how many people end up trying to create money. <laughs> they just think it takes a lot of action because that's the only way that they've ever done it. But the answer isn't to just keep slamming your fingers on the keyboard indefinitely so that you make money sometimes, like a broken clock is right, twice a day style. You just need to learn to type. It's the same thing in this transition from employee to entrepreneur. Doesn't mean anything about your capabilities or whether or not you're cut out for it or whatever the thing is that like the brain might be telling you. You just got to come back into the cocoon and keep deciding to really, truly become an entrepreneur. Seriously, just a small, like if we were to just list like a very small way this could happen is like 
are you showing up in your business, being devoted to it and your mission the same way you would show up for your nine to five? Seriously, there's so many people that are like confused about how they show up in their business when they don't feel great. And when I ask them if they always stay home from their nine to five, if they're having a bad day, they look at me like I have six heads. It's the same fucking thing. Why is it any different? (laughs) With the exception, here's the thing though. This is like the difference. It's the exception of the feeling state, I would say. And this is when, you guys know you've heard me say, if you've been following me for more than 30 seconds, when you leave the nine to five, your brain is coming with you. And so if the way that your brain has learned to create money is to show up for something from a feeling of obligation, and then you try to implement that in your business, it doesn't really work, right? You can't really be magnetizing in your marketing and compelling when you're feeling terrible and obligated. So just get your brain coached, all right? Just become a person that thinks like an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, it is you, your brain, and your mindset that will create your revenue, your returns. Create your own compound interest by learning the art of demand creation. And then you get to watch your income snowball. The same thing that happens in your 401k, you create that for yourself on the timeline that you decide you're going to create it in as an entrepreneur. More money with less time and less effort. That is the art of entrepreneurship. And listen, if you're ready to create your own snowball effect, to really start to create compound interest for yourself. I want to invite you, come get your name on the early access list. We're going to open next week. You guys on the early access list are going to have a day to apply and then it'll go out the following week during the launch for everybody. It's a bunch of us all day, every day, just building our own Frosty the Snowman of compounding impact and income in there. Sure, like you're going to get all the fun strategies and the mindset and the branding and demand creation but you're going to have an entire room full of people supporting you. We set the GPS for the quickest path from where you are now to your $10,000 months. And then we go together. And the power of a group going together towards a goal, particularly when you don't have a large network of people in your day-to-day life that live and breathe the art of entrepreneurship is what puts you on the fast track. I mean, I think like there's so many, when I left, I didn't know entrepreneurs. I just, I, all my friends were employees And then like as I came into, before I came into my own mastermind, I was going out trying to meet other entrepreneurs, but they were like, where their brain was at was, it was the half, it was the half butterfly, half caterpillar, right? Like I wasn't meeting entrepreneurs. And so you want to get into a room with entrepreneurs because it normalizes the experience, both the successes and the mind drama over the things your brain perceives as failure. It's an investment decision that compresses your timeline to your results. Because once we get to your $10,000 months and you have more people asking to work with you than you have time available, we get to make really fun decisions that compound your next chapter and have you creating a really fun graph from your PayPal payments so that you start making in a month what it used to take an entire year to create. And then you make it in a week and then you make it in a day because you kept going and life gets really fucking fun when you know how to pull levers to compound money on demand, when you know how to move the marketplace, when you know how to, dare I say it, think like an entrepreneur. The link for sign up for the early access list is in the show notes. I will see you there.